Welcome to the 1000 Day Sober Podcast. My name is Lee Davy, and I'm trying to put on a very sexy voice. I am not an alcoholic. I refuse to be anonymous. I'm someone that doesn't drink alcohol, y'all. And I spent every waking moment of my life helping other people to do the same. Like right now. Boom, boom, boom. Yo, everybody. How's it going? I hope you had a happy yesterday, whatever you did yesterday. Um, please, wherever you are right now, stop what you're doing. Obviously, if you're driving, don't stop driving. If you're having sex, stop. Don't stop having sex. It's a bit weird that you're listening to me while you're doing it. But just for a moment, just center with me a second, okay? That's it. Have a big, deep breath, okay? And then just ask yourself, ask yourself, do you approve of yourself? Do you think you're really doing the best that you can do? Are you really showing up in this world every day? trying to smash it, given the skills and competencies and the understanding you have, given the fucked upness of your life, given all the shame, given all the blocks, given the way that you were raised by people who didn't have a clue how to raise you, do you really approve of yourself? Do you feel secure right now? Is someone going to run in wherever you are right now and hack your head off? Are you secure financially right now, this moment? Are you like, are you on the street? Are you literally listening to me on a Walkman that you that someone gave you and you're actually homeless? Other than that, do you feel like you're secure? Did you have somewhere to live that everything is okay right now? And right now, do you feel that you are in control? That you're in control of the things that you can control? And can you let go of the things that you can't control and understand that they're going to happen whether you think about them or not? And if you do, have approval for yourself, if you do feel secure, if you do have control, then I want you to celebrate it like me. Woo! Yeah, baby! Boom, boom, boom! Get in there! Go! Ha-ha, <laughs> suckers! That is something that I do every two hours, that I tell strivers to do every two hours. It just reinvigorates the soul. It reminds you when resistance is running your mouth, for a, running your life, it allows you to take control of the wheel and say, get the fuck out of here, resistance. Stop telling your shit stories. The truth of the matter right now is there is no past. There is no future. There is just right now. And right now, I am a beast. I am a dragon master. I am just going to bite the world's head off and I'm going to make it. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, the only person right now that is getting in my way of achieving everything that I want to achieve is me, okay? The only person getting in the way of you achieving everything that you want to achieve is you, okay? That is it. And it all starts with thought, how we are thinking. Let's think a little bit differently. And if we think differently, the words that come out of our mouth and the words that circular around our head will be different. We'll take different actions and we'll have different feelings like the one we've just felt. Yes, that's what it's all about, folks. Okay. And I'm going to be very quick this week because I know you hear me talk about this all the time, but I want you to find, go deep, dig deep, get into that power and say to yourself, I want to live a conscious life. I want to build a rocket and fly to Mars. And I want Lee Davy and his tribe of wonderful, amazing, incredible human beings, this family you call Strive, to help support and guide you along the way. Strive group coaching program. You'll keep hearing me bang on about it. January the 31st, 
Get on the plane with us. There are seats left. We want you there. We will change your life. Email us 1kdaysober at gmail.com. 1kdaysober at gmail.com. That's the number one. And we will answer all of your questions and make sure you have a berth on this rocket ship. Boom, baby. Okay, this is a monologue, which means you're going to listen to me waffle on because I am not having a guest. So this is the power of storytelling and changing people's lives. We all have a story to tell, and due to the fear of being judged, we often hesitate to tell our story. Let's face it, people can be judgmental. We're all judgmental, and we can become discouraged and disheartened as people ridicule our efforts. The same is true when we're on the verge of changing our lives for the better. In today's episode, you will discover how storytelling is a powerful tool for creating the change you want to see. Storytelling gives hope to others. And using Bernadette Jewa's book, What Great Storytellers Know, Seven Skills to Become Your Most Influential Inspiring Self as a Guide, you will learn from Lee Davy how the importance of telling your story to the world is going to change everything. You will realize while marketers and professional communicators must master it, but also why you must master it yourself in order for you to break through your own upper limits and for you to realize and reclaim your power. Despite people's assumptions, storytelling is not an inherent ability, but a skill for anyone to learn, master, and use. Tune in to today's episode to know why telling your story is a superpower. Um, Episode highlights in this one, why marketing can be a tool for doing so much good in the world. Fucking I. Like, I want you to pay £795 to be on the Strive Group coaching program. And you here in the cheap seats might be saying, boo, you, Lee Davy. But that 795 is going to eventually end up helping millions of people overcome addiction who can't afford to buy a bag of peanuts. That is why marketing can be a tool for doing good in the world. Why storytelling is a superpower. The power of storytelling in changing people's lives, improving connections with people through storytelling, why telling personal stories can be hard but very significant, how to know if you're in a resilient relationship or not, and why sharing your story eliminates burden and shame for you and the people around you. And like I said earlier, this monologue was inspired by one of my mentors, the most beautiful, amazing, incredible women that you'll ever meet, Her, her book, what great storytellers know, seven skills to become your most influential and inspiring self. It's just one of many golden books. This woman is a book machine. She's a book machine. And any of you out there who've got kids and all that shit going on at home, you're thinking, how the fuck can I do anything? Lee doesn't know shit. Like I look after kids and he's telling me that I can like find my money and uh, change my life. Bernadette did all that and more, right? Like use her as a real inspiration, okay? Her books are amazing, incredible. She has a beautiful tribe of people. If you have a business and you want to be an entrepreneur or you lead people, her company, her her tribe, the right company, amazing, amazing, okay? Her blog, she stopped doing it now, but her her whole back catalog, absolutely incredible. So, Go to www.1000daysober.com to our podcast page. Find this episode. You'll find the links to Bernadette Jewa's work. Go check it out. The woman is an amazing transformational genius. So without further ado, I'll shut the hell up and leave you in the capable hands of me because it's a monologue and I nearly forgot then. Oh, and I've interviewed Bernadette Jewa before on the 1000 Day Sober podcast and she rarely gives interviews. So go back and find that and check it out, okay? 
How's it going, folks? I am recording this on New Year's Day. New Year's Day 2021. Uh, doesn't, really much, doesn't really mean much to me, but I know it means a lot to people out there in the world. Some of you might be listening to this just about to embark on your dry January journey. So good luck on that. And I hope you come out the other side thinking, I want to make this a permanent thing. I want to make this a permanent thing. So no guests today. I'm going to do a little bit of a monologue. And literally in the last couple of minutes, I thought to myself, what the fuck can I talk about? So I'm going to talk about this book. You can see this if you're watching the YouTube video. It's called What Great Storytellers Know, Seven Skills to Become Your Most Influential and Inspiring Self by Bernadette Jiwa. And uh, Seth Godin up the top, it says, this is the first book you should read when you're ready to share an idea with the world. And Bernadette Jiwa has actually been a guest on our podcast. So go back and listen to it because she doesn't give that many interviews. Uh, it's a really great podcast. And she's one of my mentors, one of the most important people in my life who I've never, ever met physically um, because she's really helped me to... Look, when you decide... Hang on, let me go back a little bit. When your life is falling apart and everything that you know and understand is disappearing before your very eyes, that your mental map of how the world operates is literally turning to dust. Your wife of 20 years is telling you to fuck off. You see your kid on the top of the stairs, begging you not to go. You are in the process of like coming to terms with leaving a 20-year career and you've just decided to be someone who doesn't drink alcohol and save the world. When you're in that spot, it can be very challenging for you, or you know, it was for me, to say, I'm going to charge people money for me to help them be someone who doesn't drink alcohol because I want this to be my life, my fucking life. Every single day when I wake up, I want to be spending all of my time outside of my family time helping people to stop drinking. And when I go to bed... I usually want to be, I am thinking about how I can do even more in my sleep to help people. And in order for to do that consistently every single day, I need to make it my business. I need to make it work financially so it gives me the freedom. Money is freedom. Money gives me the freedom to help more and more people. And it's people like Bernadette and her wonderful work. She has a story skills workshop and a Kimbo, the Kimbo workshops. And uh, she has a beautiful community called The Right Company. Every single one of her books is amazing. And what Bernadette is doing is she's, she's reminding us all that marketing doesn't have to be a deadly word, an evil word. That whilst marketing can be used for evil and bad, 
It's also essential if you want to do tremendous good in the world. And doing it right is really important. And Bernadette believes at the heart of that is being a fantastic storyteller, okay? Being a fantastic storyteller. So if you're interested, if you run a business, if you're interested in improving your story skills, then you should seek her out, Bernadette Jiwa, okay? The story of telling, you'll find her. And um, she doesn't do a blog anymore, but hey, go back and look at her old blogs. Amazing. And every single one of her books is brilliant. And I've only like literally got to like page 11 on this one. Uh, it's only a small one, but I've only got to page 11. And I thought I wanted to talk to you about it. Uh, but before I do, um, please, I don't know when this episode comes out. Let's hope it comes out in time. On 31st of January, we are going to be running a six-month Strive Method for Addictions workshop, okay? A group coaching workshop, all online. Uh, we will work with you for six months, led by a 1,000-day sober coach. You will experience over 120 online video assignments in the Stuck, Thought, Ready, Initiative, Vigilance, and Evolution phases. You will receive between five and seven homework assignments a week. You will then discuss and communicate your homework assignments in your peer group. You will meet once a week with that group, and that group will be global. So that's really exciting. You'll have access to a weekly coaching call with me every Monday. Um, so that's pretty cool. And you will have an accountability buddy uh, that you can choose to meet whenever you want. And the feedback is incredible. It's beautiful. You'll also get access to our private Facebook group as well, our Strive community. We've just moved on to Facebook. So um, that is starting at the end of January, January 31st. Okay. So if you want to get involved in that, then head to our website, www.1000daysober.com. And uh, that's where you'll find all the details you'll need to join up. It'll also be the place where you'll find the show notes for this episode. So uh, go to the podcast page there and you can get that going. And if you do like the work that we do, then please spread it to people and rate and review the show. That will really help. Okay. So back to this book. Uh, I'm just going to read out some parts of it and then just waffle on about it. That's all right. So. Bernadette says, the magic of storytelling is imprinted on us from early childhood. It's a superpower, a superpower. And it is. My daughter, she's four. She's always saying to me, dad, dad, tell me story, magical story, 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 all the time. And I'll read books. I'll get a book and I'll, she can read, right? She can read really, really well. But I'll read a book and she'll say, no, 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 no. Don't read the book. Create a new story. Right. She's always wanting new tangents, new stories. She's like really interested. And it's a fantastic way for me to impart my knowledge and my wisdom on her through storytelling. Because whenever you want to get somebody on board with what it is that you, you're about, right? So let's say, for example, um, you're a wife of a husband who comes home from work every day. And the first thing he does is open a beer and he doesn't stop drinking them until he falls asleep and you feel like a slave because all you're doing is like giving him his dinner, putting his bottles away and waking him up to go to bed. And every now and then he kind of like slavers over you and wants sex. Like if you're kind of in that relationship and you don't want to be in that relationship, you actually want it to be different. You know, you want him to recognize you and you want him to understand you. Your superpower of storytelling is what is going to make that happen. Like how you communicate with him 
is massively important. How you communicate, where you communicate, and when you communicate, amazingly important. And these are all storytelling skills, okay? These are all storytelling skills. And you learn these through the Strive Method for Addictions, but even more through our Strive Method for Relationships. So we have a six-month workshop that helps you with relationships as well. So if you want to learn more about that, then reach out to us and let us know. 1kdaysober at gmail.com. So storytelling, superpower. Bernadette says, the job of the storyteller is vital to our culture. Vital to our culture. What separates us humans from other animals is this ability to tell stories. It is. We know that if we want to change something, be that a mind or a heart, we need to gain enrollment from others and bring people with us on the journey. One of the best ways to do that is by becoming a better storyteller, which is what I said just then. This word that Bernadette uses, enrollment, is really important. So for me, my goal in the world is to grow a tribe of over a million people and to help them overcome addiction and disempowered relationships. I don't want you to quit alcohol and then exist like a zombie in a soulless relationship for the rest of your life. I want you to like just have a beautiful, intimate, respected relationship, right? So this is all about enrollment, collaboration. Um, Melanie Joy, who's also been on our podcast, um, she wrote a great book called Getting Relationships Right. Use the word allies, right? Very often in our relationships, when we're drinking alcohol, it's us versus them, right? We've got the barricades up. It's like battleships. You play like game battleships where you can't see the other person's ships because you've got this like little divider in the game. That's what it's like in a relationship sometimes. And every now and then we just fucking throw a shame, shame grenade over at the guy. And every now and then he throws a fucking anxiety grenade over to you, right? So... In order for us to improve our connections with people, we need to enroll people. I need to enroll you right now listening to this to get off your ass and do something other than listen to me and actually come on and do our workshop. I need to enroll you to put your hand in your pocket and pay and invest in yourself in order for you to grow and smash it. Like I need that enrollment. And the way I do that is through storytelling. But you also need to enroll people in your life to do the things that you want to do or to get them on board with the way you're acting and being. Even if you want somebody to support you in being someone that doesn't drink alcohol, you have to tell a very efficient, brave, and vulnerable story in order for them to know how to support you, right? Enrollment, really important word. Uh, telling our personal stories can be hard. It's an ironic and universal truth that the story we know best is the story we often have the least confidence to tell. The act of storytelling invites a storyteller to be vulnerable, to take a risk that nobody will care to listen or worse that people reject their story outright. I think that is so important. I'm going to fucking repeat it. Telling our st personal stories can be hard. So basically talking to somebody and saying, hey, let's just pick on a husband. Hey, love. I'm really struggling right now. Like, I'm really struggling. I don't feel tethered to anything, not only in this relationship, but in my relationship with myself. I'm going through something that I don't understand, that I can't explain. Alcohol and my, my decision to not drink it, that's part of it, but it's set off this chain reaction of dominoes and they just keep going and going and going and the sound of the clattering is becoming deafening. And I really, I just don't know where I am and I need the volume to turn down a little bit. I need to kind of like 
quieting the noise down a bit. But an aspect of this is like I'm feeling completely and utterly disconnected from myself, but that means I'm also disconnected from you. And I really need some help and support. And is it okay if I if I ask for your support? Could I have your support? Yeah, of course you could have my support. Okay. Can I tell you how you can support me? Yeah, of course you can. Right now, I just need to offload. I just need to tell you how I'm feeling without judgment. I just need you to hold space for me and listen to me without fixing me, without giving me advice, without having answers. Could you just do that for me and just listen to me? And if I get annoyed, if you do ask and if you do try to give me answers, can you just be a bit patient with me? Can we both be patient? Is this the right time to do this right now? Are you okay to do this right now? Yeah, shoot, go for it. You know? That's fucking hard shit, right? Like, that's hard. That's a personal story you're telling to somebody you love. That is hard. But here's the thing. It's actually sometimes easier to tell a story to somebody you don't know than it is to tell somebody you share a bed with or have done for the last 50, 60 years, right? So telling personal stories, as Bernadette says, is hard. And if it is hard, We need to kind of look at ourselves and ask ourselves, do we have a resilient relationship? This comes from the work of Melanie Joy. What does a resilient relationship look like? It's a relationship built on trust and security. And if we feel like we can't talk to somebody and tell them our personal story because it's too hard, I get that it's going to be hard and we're going to have a fear of being rejected or ridiculed. But if if this is the status quo, If this is the way that we are operating on a daily basis, then we don't trust the other person and we don't feel we're in a secure container. We don't have a resilient relationship. We might have a ring on our finger. We might sleep with each other. We might fuck every now and then. We might have dinner every night, but we don't have a resilient relationship. It's a pseudo relationship, you know? It's an ironic and universal truth that the story we know best is a story we often have the least confidence to tell. The act of storytelling invites a storyteller to be vulnerable. Vulnerable. I'm in a coaching container. It's called The Leap. You know this because I keep banging on about it. It's nearly ending. One of the last lessons we had recently is 35 of us were on a call for two hours. And each one of us was invited to share our sexual shame. To talk about our sexual shame. Okay? Okay. And if you would have listened to the Archer Messersmith Bunting episode, you would have, you would hear me and Archie doing that thing, sharing our sexual shame. So I won't repeat it here. Um, but what what happened was, in the beginning, it was difficult for people to share their sexual shame. But once they started sharing it, and they realized that this group of thirty five people who's who is a good kind of dissection of the world in large. It felt normal. It felt normal. These horrific, horrible acts and thoughts that we had linked in our brain to sex all of a sudden felt normal. And whilst we went around once when uh, our mentor said, does anybody want to go again? You should have seen the hands go up. More and more and more people wanted to talk about it, their sexual shame. 
not from a place of tears and sadness, but from a place of liberation and freedom. And the reason they were able to do that is because they felt they were in a trusting, secure container. That the only judgments that would have surfaced in that container would have been the judgments that just naturally flow up in the mind of every human being that you just notice and puff into the ether. I don't know who said this. I think I heard it on my landmark forum. But human beings are judging creatures. We judge the fuck out of everybody. Okay? I used to say that Strive in 1000 Days Sober was a judgment-free zone. It's not a judgment-free zone. When somebody who you've been helping to stop drinking alcohol um, doesn't do doesn't use their trigger toolkit and then they drink, <laughs> in my brain, straight away is a judgment. It just comes up straight away. It could be like, what a fucking dick. Why didn't they do the work? Oh, they're so frustrating. It just happens straight away. It's whether or not we allow that judgment to be our judgment or whether we can just go, oh, there you go. There's judgmental Lee popping up in my psyche to just complain about so-and-so. Okay, fuck off, disappear. I don't want you here right now because I want lovingly and empathically and compassionately to be in the driving seat right now, not judgmentally, right? So we all have judgments. And in that container, there were some of us that probably judged other people because of the things they did, but very quickly, very briefly, and then it's gone. And then it's love and compassion. And everybody felt that in the container. And if you look, think of that as a macro, like that is like a resilient relationship. In the leap, we have a resilient relationship because we trust and secure. We trust everybody and we feel like it's a secure container. And then what happens, it allows you to tell your stories and more of them and more of them and more of them. And when you can feel that you're not being judged, like critiqued, blamed, that you're not getting terrible, terrible feedback, and consistently, this is not the case, your new reality changes. So we have a perception of reality that says, if I tell this story, I'm going to be rock, I'm going to be mocked, ridiculed, embarrassed, humiliated, and shamed. But then when we tell the story, what very often happens when we tell a powerful, deep, and meaningful story in the right way to the right people in the right environment we get layers and layers and slavers and slavers of empathy and compassion, and it feels good. It feels like we've released something. As Brenny Brown always says, the way to eliminate shame is to talk about shame. How do we talk about shame? We talk about shame by being vulnerable. How do we be vulnerable? We're vulnerable through our stories. This is why, you know, in the Strive Method for Addictions, when you do your homework assignments, we really are looking for you to write War and Peace. Don't apologize for writing War and Peace. Share your stories. Share your stories. Be vulnerable. What a great way to lean into vulnerability and to write it out when you're not physically near another human being. You don't feel that fear of their eyes and their body language. Just write it out. What a great way to get used to it. If you don't want to do the Strive Method for Addictions, then join our Strive support system. It's £40 a month. 
Get into the practice of writing out your stories, of jumping on Marco Polo, a video recording app, and telling your stories and letting them be received. Be received. Your stories are a gift. They're a gift. If you, when you were younger, you was a young boy and you used to jump on top of your 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 sister and rub up and down on them uh, and because you didn't know what you were doing, but it felt good and you tell that story, it's a gift to somebody who is feeling great, incredible shame that they did the same thing and they think that they're wrong. They think that they're sexually defective, that they're deviant, that they are genetically fucked up. When in fact, they're just human beings. Because when you're a kid, you want to hump everything. And it doesn't matter if that everything is your sister. You're just going to hump it because it's just humpable. This is why we give animals soft, cuddly toys so they can hump them. Right? When you see your own kids humping shit around the house, don't shame them. They're just humping because it feels good and they have no idea why. Tell those stories. Strive, method for addictions, strive, method for relationships, our strive support system. It's a beautiful, beautiful container for you to tell your stories. You all have so many stories inside you. Do not die with them inside you. She says, the act of storytelling invites the storyteller to be vulnerable, to take a risk that nobody will care to listen, or worse, that people will reject their story outright. Take a risk. Great storytellers learn to put their heart on the page and brave the notion of being good enough to reap the reward that lies on the other side of rejection. Love it. Okay, so that's it from me. If you want to learn more, Bernadette Jiwa, what great storytellers know, go get a book. It's in Amazon. It's going to be great because all of her books are great. Get over to her website, check her stuff out. Uh, the, the story of telling.com. I believe that is listen to her podcast here. Um, join the right company. Well, you can't just join it. You have to apply for it. But if you are um, a business leader or thought leader or coach, and you want to learn more about marketing, the right company, Bernadette Chiwa. Okay. Um, we here at 1000 Day Sober, don't forget we have that Strive Method for Addictions group coaching program, 31st of January. Get on there. See it. The story that you're telling yourself that you've got no money, change your story. The story that you're telling yourself that you ain't got no time, change your story. The story that you're telling yourself that nobody's going to support you and you're going to have to tell your husband or you're going to have to tell your wife that you've got a problem and they're going to reject you and laugh and be ridiculed. Change your story, okay? Your stories can propel you into superstardom or they can drag you down into a descent into hell, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Much love. Catch you later. Bye-bye.